What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Magic of Bro Transformation Podcast. Unrelated. No, 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 stop! Stop it, Nooney. No. This is mine. This is my time. <laughs> I haven't watched the show. You have not. We're talking about Tokyo Ghoul this week. Oh. We have to. We, we, we me and uh, our, my, our good friend uh, Frank, who's pretty much a member now, yeah. have uh, have been tasked with filling the uh, weeks of dead air that we've got <laughs> going on here. I, I think you could actually say month. A solid month of dead air. A solid month of dead air. I, and, and so, uh, and our, know, to celebrate our whole uh, the, the 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 Halloween, the spookiest time of the year, we uh, decided to talk about a, a spooky manga slash anime, Tokyo Ghoul. Wow. So, tell me about Tokyo Ghoul because I've the only reason that I know about Tokyo Ghoul is because of our. Uh, uh how could i put this our drunken escapades from uh ushikon uh and that was uh brian's alarm clock the day after and just knowing the mask boy and you know that it's an adult swim it was on adult swim yeah yeah oh that's, that's right it, yeah. it was that's why it's I so remember. popular that's right. I remember having a conversation with a coworker of mine i was working at the jail at the time actually now that i think about that fuck yeah, um, God, that was that was an interesting time. Anyway, um, yes, we're we're discussing uh, Tokyo Ghoul this time. Uh, a mix of the manga and the anime, though mostly the manga, um, because uh, even Frankie here, who's uh, you know followed the manga pretty much to the end along with me, um, he didn't really keep up with the anime. There's you know for for good reason. You, you're not missing anything from not watching the uh, anime of this series. Yeah, I mean, a couple of really like highlights have animation in the first like season, but not much. <laughs> well, okay. So the gist of Tokyo Ghoul though is that um, it's uh, there are a sect of human beings that uh, that eat other people. Basically, they're they're considered humans, but they have superhuman like abilities, reflexes, and such. Um, and uh, they they in order to survive, they consume human flesh. Um, they cannot eat normal foods because their body can't palate it. Like they, they just cannot ingest it without becoming like extremely ill. Um, I, I did enjoy that they kept that consistent because there's a point in the series actually where someone has been subsisting off of like, uh, like, you know, substitutions for human flesh. Like they're trying. Oh no. Is it they, they were really weakened because they were not eating human flesh. Uh huh. The story. Well, main character. My internet's cutting off a lot. And uh, he, uh, he's a poor boy who. uh, uh, I I say poor because he deals with series after series of unfortunate events. Um, and uh, he's he's a normal human being. He loves eating his little dollar burgers from the gas station, and then uh, one day an unfortunate accident occurs, and uh, a, a doctor. A, uh, a seemingly retarded doctor decides it's a good idea to transplant the uh, the ghoul that tried to kill him, who tricked him to go on a date with her. Um, he, he decides to transplant her organs into him because she died. And uh, he's like, yes, this will work perfectly. And so thus, Kaneki becomes the... Hijinks ensue. He becomes a ghoul, and the first thing he notices is that he can no longer enjoy his hamburgers, which I would also feel extremely depressed over. Oh, actually, it's a uh, he. He really loved hamburger steak. 
I thought it was the little mini burger things, though. Uh, yeah, his favorite thing was to go to an American restaurant. Ah, that's right. That is right. Yes, I just so I, I always think of making fun of him for. Yeah, I just always think of that scene where he's carrying the where he's holding the two little packaged hamburgers. But I believe his best friend brought them to him. Yeah. Yeah. One of the saddest things from the from the very opening of the manga is like how he can no longer enjoy hamburgers. He cannot eat his favorite foods anymore, for so he is a ghoul. How I imagine that hamburger steak to be like is, uh, so you get a chicken fried steak, but with no chicken fries. <laughs> so it's just a patty of hamburger beef. Well, actually, hamburger steak is like, um, it's more or less like, I don't want to call it Salisbury steak. It's like, you take a lot of ingredients that you'd use to make a meatball, basically. And then, uh, depending on the, on the, the place that you go to, it's very common to put cheese in it. Um, you stuff it with cheese at the center, and so you grill it on like a skillet. And uh, like when they cut it open, it's all gooey and shit like that. You, they usually typically cover it in like a special gravy. Um, oh, so it's, it's Salisbury it, steak. I'm looking. It's at essentially it right yeah, it's it essentially like Salisbury it. steak, but there's like a bit of a change to it, like as far as the ingredients go. More or less a Salisbury steak, though. Huh. Hmm. I'm surprised you've never heard of it before. I I honestly thought it was a uh, it was just a patty too for a while, but then I I looked into it. Um, Maybe because of this show, I don't remember because it's <laughs> such a common thing. And uh, yeah, and and I was like, oh okay, it's 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 fucking, it's kind of like it's pretty much Salisbury steak. It's very good though. I've had it at um, a restaurant before. I was like, oh. Hmm. Well, I guess kind of get some good taste. I'd be sad too now that I'm looking at it. I don't <laughs> want to eat. All right, so everything before he likes his little hamburgers, uh, literally cut off. So act like probably the important stuff. I don't know, so it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. yeah, keep going. I don't, I don't need to know any of the important stuff for this show. Obviously okay. the, my internet thinks it's not worth it. <laughs> okay. So more or less, yes. Kaneki, uh, he starts noticing that he can't eat, you know, the normal foods. He, um, he, he just starts seeing changes in his body. And then of course the giant, like, you know, black, uh, sclera eye on his, uh, on one side and the normal eye on the other. And he, he starts wearing an eye patch to hide it from everybody. Oh, and he still tries to go about like his normal business at college or whatever, but it doesn't work out. And, uh, stuff starts like he, he comes to find uh, out that, um, one of the, his fellow students, um, his, uh, one of the upperclassmen that hangs out with him and his friend, um, is actually a ghoul too. That's just been hanging out there at the college. And uh, he immediately tries to kill the other guy um, and Kaneki because he's like, well, fucking I'm hungry. And he decides to attack them. Um, this is when Kaneki first learns to fight. I, I-, I like this because um, it introduces you to one of my favorite characters in the series, Nishiki. Um, Nishiki's whole thing is that he gloats about how hard he can kick. And he does this in the episode he's introduced as a ghoul. And he's like, my kick is so powerful, I could kill a dove, which are the agents that hunt down ghouls. Um, uh, yes, they, they wear the white sound trench coats. Tough, and, but it is tough. Yeah, they, they wear white trench coats and they do all sorts of crazy shit. They're very terrifying uh, for a while. And um, yeah, so he beats the shit out of Kaneki. And then in typical main character fashion, he snaps and... He has like a little blackout session and because he's so hungry from having not eaten anything, he goes crazy and he beats the living shit out of Nishiki. Um, Nishiki has to, you know, barely cling to life with a hole in his stomach for a few days. 
He's fine. Uh, it's a ghoul. He's fine because he's a ghoul and ghouls. Yeah, ghouls can live without you know their limbs and internal organs for a good while, as long as they eventually they 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 have like a, a base regeneration rate. They can increase it by eating, um, and if they're starving, it'll slowly come back. But yeah, it's a lot more efficient to eat. So he just goes and hides somewhere, and he comes back later. And yeah, it makes you think, uh, like, huh? Like, like I said, dude, they're just vampires, but edgier. Just vampires, but edgier, yes. And, That's essentially uh, what they are. <laughs> really, yeah, because when I first heard of the series, I was like, they're like zombies? But no, not really. They're ghouls. Um, they're ghouls, yeah. And so after this scene, it makes you think like, oh, I guess we're never seeing that guy again. Well, you were wrong. Uh, Nishiki becomes a pretty, uh, like a sidekick, more or less. He, he's like the Vegeta of the series, I guess. He gets the shit beat out of him, and then he joins the gang. Then you find out, like, you know, that he's got like a... A human girlfriend and he's trying his hardest to not be a piece of shit and it's a pretty good character development over the thing throughout the series like nishki has a decent like character development um he never gets very strong though that's that's his thing no matter how cool he looks and how powerful he gets he's never really caught up with any of the main cast and then eventually there's real there's a really big power creep, and then eventually Kaneki just kind of, like, outclasses his entire group. Like, he dwarfs the shit out of them. It's just they, they become literally nothing in comparison. So, you know, like a good shonen protagonist. Yeah. Oh, so this is a shonen. It's, uh, it calls itself a... Uh, it's it, it more, it's it honestly, uh, first off, is more like a horror uh, it's more thingy. of a horror yeah. series, but then as the series progresses, it gets it levels. dives further and further into like the the battle animes. Ooh, yeah. But like, how how long does it stay a uh, horror type of thing before it? A does good it? while. I want to say like while. the first the first couple of volumes keeps the horror. Yeah, in. the first few volumes because like it's it's Kaneki struggling with realizing that he's no longer a human anymore and and him having to deal with all these extremely powerful enemies uh wanting to fuck with him on both sides because the ghouls see him as uh as still human more or less because uh they can smell the human and so they're like really attracted to that but they see him as a ghoul so they're like am i supposed to eat him or not and uh the doves are like well no you're a fucking ghoul gotta kill you and so he has to deal with all ghouls must die yeah, and so he has to deal with these like you know increasingly powerful enemies just really fucking with him, and uh, you just see this guy get the shit beat out of him constantly, or him just barely scraping by a fight, and um, like to the point to where some of his enemies start to feel bad for him because he's just he's just so sad over <laughs> over having to exist. No. But um, yeah, like uh, it, it it maintains the horror vibe for a, a good while, but then um. I don't know, earlier than half, I'd say like a, a third of the way into it, it starts diving further into like the fights after fights. Um, there w- was a system with the, because uh, the ghouls have uh, their the weapons that they can pull out, the, you know, the internal weapons that they can create out of their the stuff and the RC cells within their body. Uh, they're called Kagune. Um, they used to operate on a rock, paper, scissors sort of thing where it's like uh, depending on where it protrudes from your body, that's the classification it has. And one thing is stronger than the other. And then the other beats you. It was a rock, paper, scissors system. That was fine and dandy. But um, they eventually throw that out entirely. And it's like whatever. And Kaneki gets to the point where he can mimic all three, uh, all three types. So it doesn't matter at all anyway. 
Um, one of the uh, things about the series that I always found entertaining was the fact that um, your the limit to a ghoul's power is their imagination, um, and and how much they eat. And so there's a lot of ghouls who have a potential to be strong because they're always eating, but they're so fucking dumb that they can't do anything with it because the ghouls are uneducated because most ghouls don't go to school or anything. So they're just born and then they live out in the in the uh, in the abandoned zones where like just the ghouls roam around and such. So all they know how to do is fight and like kind of talk like retarded people or like Kind of strange, considering the fact that they pretty much they're humans. They're uh, they're humans, but they're they're just not like it, they don't like eating regular food. Yeah, they they don't like eating regular food, and yet this means that they don't have an education. I always found it a bit weird, but I was like, well, whatever. I guess. I mean, some of them, like the some of the outliers, I'm like, okay, I can understand why you don't, because you're genuinely stupid. But other ones, it's like, why didn't you just go to school? Or I mean, you you can hold it some yeah, like. Y- y- while they have a need to eat, they a lot of them have shown they can hold it in for whatever thing. Like they they're not constantly like a voracious race of beings that need to constantly feed. Some of them were like uh, Rize, the one that uh, Kaneki got the organs from. She would eat just out of boredom, just to eat glutton. because she could. She was a glutton. Yeah, she, the ghouls they if they gain infamy, they eventually gain like a nickname. Hers was the glutton because she was going around eating literally anything she could. She would eat ghouls and humans for the fuck of it. Didn't even she just she just did it to do it. Yeah, it's so, pretty strange. But like I said, they're like it's vampires, vampire society. You you feed, but you don't go on a murder spree. Yeah, but uh, but Rize went against that, and she's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna gonna fuck with everybody." And so she gained the ire of uh, several other ghouls who hated her. And because Kaneki now had her organs, they're like, "Well, now our hatred transfers to you." Yeah, and so we had a deal with uh, my favorite ghoul, Jason. Yeah, like like I said, the the series pretty much touches on vampires, but you know, hardcore because they eat people, and so they're just sucking out the blood. Yeah, I mean, isn't really make more ghouls besides making little baby ghouls. I mean, it's it's a weird thing because like I mean, vampires do eat people too, but I guess it's not like a main thing about them. I guess. the hell out of their blood mostly yeah and there's mostly. nothing stopping them from eating a person yeah, no. mostly they just want that sweet sweet sangue you know yeah yeah but mike tell me yes. where do where do these edgy masks and stuff and all this leather come in okay so um when kaneki gets indoctrinated into the into the ghoul society basically uh-huh. um he gets taken to a tattoo man and uh, what is his name again frankie is he actually a tattoo man, or are you just calling him tattoo man? No, because he, has he a does bunch of tattoos. His profession is a tattoo artist. Ooh, uh, he's a tattoo artist. He's, he's a tattoo artist and a mask maker. He uh, he gets taken to him, and he's uh, he's got black sclera, but the, he's a tattoo artist, so people just assume he does that optional, you know, that treatment that some people have in real life, where they dye their their sclera black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he has the perfect cover, and so he comes in. He gets brought into the uh, into the shop, and uh, he's just like, "Oh, well, let me uh, make you a mask that'll fit your personality." And so that's how he ends up with that really edgy looking mask. And that's the reason behind fun. the reason behind them making the mask is so that they can go about their business at night without being um, like identified. Now, here's where the where the issue in that is. It's like if you're the only one with that custom specific mask, mm-hmm. 
then at some point you're going to be ID'd. No, and... Michael, no, that's obviously against the logic. <laughs> and so and so I always found that retarded, but I'm like, whatever. And and sure enough, that does like later on, because they call um like uh Kaneki's future wife, uh her and her brother, they're both called the rabbit. And so they have similar masks. And it's like, because uh, for a while they're chasing after Rabbit and they think it's her, but it's really her brother. And so I'm, it's like, I mean, they were twins and they, why did you give him the same mask? But whatever. Maybe the guy was just fucking with him. He, he probably was. He probably was because the dude did love to fuck with people. Um, yeah, I love when he gives Kaneki his mask and he's like, he's like, why did you make this mask look so scary? He's like, I don't know. I thought it'd be fun. I think it suits you. And kind of, he's like, I'm not a psychopath, though. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, don't worry. And, uh, yeah. And then we slowly watch Kaneki's descent into madness. Rapid uh, descent, the, actually. All, all the designs, though, are just, uh, just straight up from this dude's art. art you just, uh, it's just like, that's what he chooses. Because, you know, they're underground. And underground's a lot of leather, a lot of masks, stuff like that. Yeah, dude. And you got to have that BDSM look to it. Mm. I guess, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I um, like touching on the art style though. I, I really love Ishida's art. Like, um, it's fucking good. Like, it's just really, really good. Um, his covers and like the art that you would see at the end of the episodes on the anime that come from like his personal sketches and stuff. They just look really fucking nice. And it's just so weird coming from the guy who did web comics before he did anything of any note. Um, namely the uh, Penis Man webcomic. Yes, he he did Penis Man before he did uh, before he uh, did uh, Tokyo Ghoul. But did like, this look it, cool though? Uh, no, it was like little squiggly art. Like oh. that, his uh, his work in like his timeline is the Tale of Longing for Sex, which is around the same art style. Ooh. Then Penis Man, and then everything else is Tokyo Ghoul. And then he did a one shot of Hunter X Hunter for a uh, like the backstory for one character. Hmm. That's and, a uh, that's yeah. I mean, it's because he he's uh, apparently like uh, a really big fan of the Hunter X Hunter um, mangaka, and so he talked to the guy, and the guy was like, "Yeah, sure, do a do, do a, thing. a thingy for me." And so he did it for him. I read it; it was actually fairly nice. It's very fitting for the character too, and it's it's nice considering like the the artwork and the storyline for that character's background was done entirely by Ishida. Like he he made it up like that, and so the uh, the creator was like, "Yeah, thumbs up." Hmm. So uh, yeah, we got that. Um, I don't know. Going back to the show though, uh, yeah. So is there anything else you'd like to know, Nuni, before we start rambling on? No. Before we I... go from uh, from zero to fifty and three point five. Yeah. Well, except for the dumb questions that I've already asked, I would like to ask: Does this merit being as popular as it was? It kind of isn't as much now, but it was. Um, I, f- I I think I feel like the the material, the stuff it covers in the story, the the artwork that it has, the like the themes, and uh, just like the the art style and like the looks of all the characters' designs and stuff. Um, it was definitely a recipe for success. Ah, uh, yes, the Rob Halford esque BDSM can get yes. anything over. Just like the super edginess and the whole like to live is to devour kind of thing. <laughs> I, I've, uh, I've seen those words on some posters. 
Nah, I've seen those words on a car, Nuni. Ah. With uh, shitty blood on the... Uh, in chiller text. How can shitty you not? blood on the headlights. Now that's one cool guy, Mike. Yeah, he yeah, was I super a cool guy. guy. Yeah. I want to meet that guy. Yeah, I, I totally do. So I can ask him, what's wrong with you? Why, <laughs> why are you the way that you are? I'm just going to tell you, man, why don't you like cool stuff, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's warranted. Um, like... I, I remember first checking it out, uh, manga stock, because I, I was bored as hell with I'm going to do in Del Rio for like three days. And I figured, why not? And so, because I couldn't find the manga to read uh, through less legal means, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ended up having to purchase the first like three or four volumes. And uh, when I was reading through them, they're super high quality. I'm like, damn, this art style is amazing. The story is okay. Um, and I, I do say that definitely season one of the anime is. Well, I didn't like it. It was definitely, it definitely had a lot of like really good animation moments. And the manga, too. manga during its first run, well, it's all the way to completion was pretty much good. Like, if it ended right there, it would have been perfect. The Damn. first series oh, boy. had me like, fuck, dude. I like it had me at a at a like a torn in a sense where it's like if it ended here, I'd be like, yeah, I I get that totally. But I was also I would also be sad if it had ended there. And then I was sad that it continued. But yeah, um, yeah like uh, like I said, I, I do yeah, I, I believe that it does deserve like the popularity that it gained for like just having all the things that it did. It, it was an inevitability. Um, for me, my introduction to the series was um, I was laying in bed one day and uh, I saw uh, some people talking about um, the anime that was coming up in the season on a forum and uh these people were discussing like the show or whatever because the first episode had just come out and um they were like oh well it's never gonna be as good as the as the manga and stuff and they're gonna skip around this or that because it's too gory and uh i was like you know what maybe Uh... i'll I'll just give it a chance and so I, i watched the first episode and then um from there i was like i i should read more and then i started reading the manga and then uh like i think uh, like chapter 70 or so um i started finding out things about the translator group and basically there was like some translator drama and some people had dropped the project and then other people had picked it up and then they were holding the translations hostage because people weren't sucking their dicks and so some people on said forum were like, uh, well, namely one person was like, well, fuck you. And so he started translating it and just like shittily slapping it, <laughs> photoshopping it onto the bubbles. Like it, it worked enough. It just wasn't a clean look to the speech bubbles. But, uh, but he put but, it on there. But the, the mm-hmm. dicks weren't sucking. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, th- those uh, they there's a lot of pronunciation issues and just spelling errors and this and that with that group that was doing the chapters, and so yeah, these people from this forum began translating it, um, and they tra- they translated because like it was weird. So this translation group before they left, they translated like they're like seventy one, and then they translated like eighty six, and like the reason behind that, as people found out later, was that the dude was only translating what he wanted to basically. Hmm. And uh, and then he was also mad that like nobody was like kissing his ass or people were telling him that his translations were kind of shitty, and uh, so he didn't take that right uh, very well, and so he just gave up. So these people were like filling in the gaps. There was like different people every fucking day filling in different chapters that were missing until finally we got to chapter I believe ninety or so, ninety one somewhere around there, and that was the end. So 
like the last like ten or more chapters were done by random people on this forum. And so I had to just like sit there and wait patiently for these people to finish this to finish the series. And then it ends on a fucking, you know, he's dead. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So I remembered another question that I had about this show. Okay. So one of the bigger things that I remember from when people were complaining about the show and it being animated was the mm-hmm. extreme censorship that came with it. Um, was it there was was there it was extreme a censorship? Was there, there was, but there was two versions of the series. Um, there was the Tokyo MX one, and then there was the standard release. Tokyo, Mexico. Um, uh, well, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tokyo and Mexico. Anyway, <laughs> Tokyo MX was the uh, uncensored version, given that was still fairly censored. Um, it didn't. It wasn't that bad, but that episode that got people talking was bad because there's a point where I believe Kaneki was the one that flays Nishiki. He fucks him up really badly. It was that episode where they had the fight. Um, he fucks up Nishiki really badly, and they basically, like, you know in movies in the widescreen, you got the top and the bottom, uh, the black things, the bars? Yeah. So imagine that, except, like, they, they take up, like, 80% of the screen, and then you got a little slit for the uh, for the, for the actual, like, video. That, that's basically right. what happened. You only got a very small frame to see what actually was going on. Kind of like the whenever they whenever they zoom in on Samurai Jack's eyes is what you're telling uh, me. Yes, basically. Like a little except tiny more, like that. Except oh, more. It was, it was very, like, you just couldn't see anything. And then when they released the MX version, it wasn't too much better. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm assuming they got enough backlash that they decided to, like, kind of dial back on that, though. Because the later episodes weren't that bad for the first season. Um, second season had the issue of no budget, but that's an entirely different issue. So, right. I mean, the gore didn't really matter when there was no fucking frames to, to blur out to begin with. All right, you boys go off the rails. I'm finished steering this with my uh, questions. Nunez, well, Nunez, if you have any if you have any more questions, Nunez, you feel free to ask in the middle oh, of our no, rant. No, I'm, I'm going to let you know right now that the, the first series uh, of Tokyo Ghoul, which is just Tokyo Ghoul and... Even the anime of Tokyo Ghoul, which is really the only good part about the anime, was just the Jason fight. That's about it. Uh, that's yep. that's that's the most praise I'm going to be giving this because when we dive into the, <laughs> the sequel series, uh, Tokyo Ghoul Re, that's Re. where I lose all fucking respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's fitting. Re, yeah, yeah, do that again. Do it again. Yes, that's a very fitting response. For this I, I gotta I gotta put my shirt over my head and ask for some Szechuan sauce. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Some chicken nuggies. Yeah. Whereas the first series has its themes and it has its pacing and it has its art and it has its fights and it has its reasoning. It's got a good characters. And then it brings up to re- and it's where everything is just thrown to the fucking shitter. Like the crazy thing is like it didn't start off um like it didn't start off awful. It started off decent. Yeah. Like, weird, like a new beginning. A reset basically. It it really like it didn't take too long to start getting off the rails, and then it just fucking went up to the stratosphere. Like, it just launched. The beginning of Rue Island, which is, like, the second arc, was what finally, like, that was when everything just came off the rails. Like, the, I'm assuming the editor just fucking died or something. Like, things just got out of hand at the beginning of that part. The first part of it, the first, um, the introductory part of, uh, of the series with, um, uh, Heise, because uh, Kaneki is going by a different name. 
Um, it, it's it's okay because like it, it's del it's it, it's shrouded in this little bit of mystery. Like what happened to Kaneki after the thing? Why is he calling himself Heisei? Is he really Kaneki? Um, and like why is he working for the Doves? Why do these people all have? Uh, Kagunes when they're human beings and why are they allowed to eat and such and so like there's these all these little things that they start answering slowly because Kaneki starts off with this group of people called the Qs and he's tasked with like leading them and training them to use their Kagune um, and like Kaneki pretty much uh, reverts back to his original personality which is a little bit of a bitch boy and so he's in charge of this group of uh, angsty teenagers and they all have uh, underwent this um this optional operation that gave them um organs similar um they basically underwent a revised version of the surgery that Kaneki went un underwent for different reasons some of them was for money others were to like you know because they had nowhere to go or they were orphans or this or that and so um there was like some differences where they have this it's called a cage and it's uh for some reason it, it manages to block out the um the full um ghoul experience you don't completely turn but you still have a kagune um it, it does mean though that you're going to be significantly weaker than a ghoul but you can still eat food you can still eat normal food and you're not going to have a, a hunger for human flesh um and so he, he he he's tasked with like leading this team and they start going on one investigation after another and then you gradually find out that nobody in the doves really respects kaneki um, because they know that he's a ghoul and because he's a bit incompetent and his team doesn't listen very well. There we're introduced to uh, the best boy. Uh, you know, we, we were introduced to Shark Boy. He's got his little shark teeth and he, he talks like an idiot and he's a little rough around the edges. But, you know, he's a, he was a good boy. Very good boy. Have I seen this guy before? Um, probably. I'm pretty sure I've uh, talked about him before in other things. But is um, he like a popular person that people cosplay that I can be like, no, oh, that guy? No, oh. I, I wouldn't think so. No, no, no the, the number one cosplay is for uh, for Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, I, I, I know the the two. <laughs> so them. many Kanekis. And maybe maybe once in a while Juzo. I've seen a Toka before. Maybe yeah, maybe it was Toka. Like, I mean, those are people with questionable tastes. Questionable tastes, <laughs> liking Toka. I will admit she did look quite pretty in Re, but you know. Listen, man, I, I'm not saying I don't find her attractive. I'm just saying that she's kind of boring. No, she's a very boring character. God, was she so fucking boring? Um, she was better in Tokyo Ghoul One. Again, I'm just gonna keep shitting on Re. Uh, I mean, like she, everyone had better characterization in that, and like yeah. I don't know. I just I'm angry because Re had so much promise to begin with. Because as they start slowly revealing why Kaneki's mind was reset. Um, like in flashbacks where Arima is like fucking with him and telling him that all of his friends are dead and it's his fault and shit. Um, it, it starts like putting into place that he's been like mind controlled basically to become a weapon against his old friends. And um, this uh, this finally comes to a head whenever they they encounter um, this one guy who's defending another ghoul called Torso because they're on the case to find this guy who kills women and leaves only the torso, basically. That's why they call and him Torso. That's why they call wow. him Torso. I told the, these nicknames are very on the nose. Ah. Yeah. And so they um, they're they try to capture this guy and they're they're about to get him. But then this, uh, they're suddenly stopped by a guy with a giant fucking tail, and uh, his name is Serpent, 
and uh, they're like, oh, well, this guy's a... Because they, they used to have ratings, but they stopped fucking mattering. Because it's like, oh, that's an A-class school. That's a B-class. Well, this one was an S-class. You understand, like, like a power level system. Like a power level system, yes. And so they're like, oh, you know, who who the fuck is Serpent? And then um, eventually he gets in the fight with Kaneki, and uh, Kaneki's getting the shit beat out of him. But then he manages to... Uh, to break off his mask, and then uh, he finds out it's uh, Nishki. It's fucking Nishki. Powerful and, kicks. Yes, it was funny because he was gloating about his kicks as he was fighting Kaneki. I don't know if that was to try to remind him or if he just can't stop talking about his kicks. I'd like to no, believe no. he just he just. It, it actually it actually is. Uh, I think he says it. He's like, I was trying. I was being so obvious, trying to tell you who I was. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Like, because Kaneki start like, I, I don't know, if I remember right, it's like he um, he's able to tap into more of his strength if he just, like, lets... Because he has another... Because he has this Risei Tulpa, basically, who's following him around, guiding him and shit. But later on, um, because his mind's been splintered again, he has the other Kaneki, the original Kaneki, inside of his head. And so that one takes over for a while. And he does the little finger snapping thing, and then uh, he shows off the fact that he can mimic other people's kagunes and stuff because you know he's he's an educated man, and so the sky's the limit for his potential. And uh, yeah, and then from then on, um, like things start heading towards a, a really bad path for the series. Um, they begin a new arc in which they have to. Um, I don't know. Uh, how does it work? It's, oh, that's right. Okay, so they encounter uh, the Nutcracker, who's the next case, and that leads into Rue Arc. Um, that begins because during the Nutcracker case, and the ghoul is called the Nutcracker because she eats nuts. Uh, you get it? Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. What kind of nuts? Those nuts, Nini. She uh, castrates the men. Ooh. And so um, uh, one of their members... This. Who's a boy, but actually a girl gets what? captured. It, it's they're actually trans. It's a and they get it's a perfect they get captured. Yes, they get captured, and uh, they get taken to the uh, to the island. And the one in charge of guy of guarding them is Torso, and everyone's like, "Oh God, he's gonna Torso's gonna fucking murder her because they're he's gonna find out it's a girl and it's gonna leave just a Torso." And everyone's freaking out, and they're like, "We gotta save her." And so begins the Rue Island arc. And so they oh invade the island. And then upon invading the island, they discover many things. And so um, just I, I forgot about this. I'm very sorry. Mm-hmm. Right before the um, before the Rue Island part, um, they go to uh, their it, it's them trying to catch the torso um, after he's captured. Uh, what's her name again? Who? The trans. Oh, girl. yeah. Mutsuki. Um, after they captured Mutsuki, uh, Torso's like running off with her or whatever, and uh, Shark Bro and Udie or Sasuke, if you'd like to call them that, uh, the cues, they chase after them and uh, they get stuck in a uh, parking garage and shit happens, fights ensue. Um, it ends with Shark Bro dying. He goes and all so- out first. He goes all out. Uh, he breaks the uh, the cage surrounding his Kagune. And uh, he gets stronger, and he he basically became a full ghoul at the at the end of the fight. But he dies because he was just too tired or whatever. And so uh, this forces the other characters in the thing to, um, you know, to gain a uh, to gain some 
character development and such, because uh, this is when the time skip begins, basically. And so um, he dies, and then uh, they talk about the investigations. And this is where my gripes begin, because... So at the end, they do a little report, and they're like, well, we found all those corpses and such, and, uh, you know, shit really hit the fan there. Also, um, the shark boy, he's missing. We couldn't find his corpse. And so I was like, oh, they're going to do something with him. Or he didn't actually die. Because, like, my thing was that, like, how did he fucking die when he became a full ghoul? He should have regenerated or whatever. But I was like, whatever. And so then his body goes missing, and I'm like, oh, dude, I wonder what's going to happen with him. So flash forward to the to the um, to the Rue Island arc, and uh, they go invade and they're searching for Mutsuki and everything. And um, yeah, uh, this is like this arc, as I keep saying, was the first sign of degradation in the series because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's just that like Ishida was being pressured to finish the arc. Or, or what have you, or he just didn't have enough time to implement all the ideas that he seemed to want to be fleshing out in there. But that thing was extremely rushed, and um, there was just a lot of stupid shit that happened throughout. So they go to the Rue... The, the Rue Island arc takes place after a time skip, and they're all headed there. They're already, like, a bit more seasoned. And in the middle of this time skip, Kaneki had, um, he had uh, like, given up his position as the uh, leader of the Qs, and he had become a bit edgy um, because he had, like, uh, kind of conjoined with his other side, basically. Um, his, uh, his shattered self was like, hey, let's, uh, let's uh, do stuff together again. And he's like, he's okay. He got his memories back, more or less. He got his he memories kind of back. He being forced to work for the doves. So yeah, he's still pretending to be heist on the outside. Yeah, so he's kind of, like, nice to people. He's still trying to act like himself, but, like, he, he lets it slip multiple times that he's not Heisen anymore. Um, mainly when after Shark Bro dies, and he tells Urie that this was all his fault, and that and that he needs to take responsibility for that. And uh, that kind of haunted him for a long time. Which was good, because he needed it, because he was really fucking irritating. Uh, he was just, he was edgy Sasuke. He was just Sasuke. It was really fucking... I didn't think I was ever going to like Urie. And so, anyway, the Rue Island arc. Uh, again, they uh, they do the whole. They're they're trying to find Mutsuki. It was mainly for Mutsuki, and they were also going to like try to kill off the remainder of the uh, evil organization of ghouls that were like uh, they were like a gang basically, and they were causing a bunch of like chaos throughout the uh, zones of the uh, Japanese area that weren't overtaken by ghouls. <laughs> And um, so they begin the invasion, and then they encounter, like, a bunch of shit. Like, um, I, everyone just calls him Pineapple. He was an ex-dove uh, that uh, got into some shit at the end of the first series, and he was presumed dead. But as it turns out, he was turned into a ghoul, and um, which leads to another drop, the plot line, which is with um, uh, the... What's your name again, Frankie? Who? Uh, the the girl owl. Oh. I always forget her name. Etto, Etto yeah, uh, based Etto. Really like her. Etto, Etto. She was a she was a like a, a she was a book writer, and it just so happened that Kaneki was like her biggest fan. He he loved her works and everything, and uh, she's leading the group, and she's uh the infamous uh, owl that like pretty much caused like the giant like event that made people uh like you know um come up with like forces to go against the ghouls and stuff and uh they they're trying to go there to kill her 
and um what is it her dad was another owl and her dad was like the old man in the first series and he's like trying to like you know have, have the ghouls live peacefully by eating uh was it like blood laced or something like that sugar cubes or something like that um so they they would throw the little cubes in in coffee so that the ghouls could uh drink coffee and that was pretty much what Kaneki <laughs> lived off of for like a long time because he didn't want to eat flesh so he's like i'll just eat this flesh tasting coffee Durish. And yeah. so, yeah, they, they he goes missing, and then you see him in a tube because they were using him to make other ghouls. But then they never expand on that or anything, um, and they just kind of throw his character out at the very like last um, arc of the series. And so, um, here's the thing: where I was upset that it happened, but not so much that it was bad, but that like it made me hate Mutsuki so fucking much. And so, um. Mutsuki is captured by Torso and she's tied up to a chair and you think this guy's going to fucking kill her because his whole thing is that he, you know, he just leaves the Torso. So then we get a flashback to Torso's past and we find out why he's so fucked up in the head and like he basically his dad was a ghoul and he was a ghoul. They were living in a little tent like outside of a city and um at one point he makes a friend with a girl and uh you know they play together and then he starts you know having a crush on her and then he falls for her eventually and he they get along just fine despite the fact that he's a ghoul i don't think she knew that he was a ghoul and so um eventually one day he wakes up and then he finds that his uh he finds the his dad like making weird guttural noises inside the tent and then he walks in and then he finds out that his dad uh, had not only raped the girl but was eating her uh, and so, it, yeah, and so he, he murders his dad and then it fucked him up for the rest of his life. And so um, his whole thing was that he's like, oh, well, there's this girl that looks just like the girl that I used to know. I can I can make things right again. I can fuck and her so, again. No, he was just like, we can run away together. His whole plan was that we're going to run away together and <laughs> yeah, then everything's yeah, going to be okay. Yeah, that's what he wanted. Yeah, and so um, you're greeted to a scene because uh, the end of the chapter of uh, that uh, week was basically they walk into a room where Mutsuki was supposedly held and there's a torso just sitting on the fucking table or in a chair and you're like god fucking damn it torso and then the next chapter you're in you're given Mutsuki's background and then you find out that Mutsuki uh, was fucking insane and she murdered her family because she used to get um she used to get beat by her dad um and mind you she's a human she wasn't a ghoul and so she got beat by her dad and then um she ends up uh you know snapping and then she murders her entire family and then claims ghouls did it and so that's how she gets admitted into the orphanage and then they give her the operation so she can get revenge yeah she's all kinds of messed up one of the my least favorite characters in the series yep and um it's not fair torso didn't deserve that she so you find out yeah that the 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 torso that was sitting on the ta- on the chair was actually torso's torso and uh, she goes into detail about how she uh, she ripped off his penis and jammed it down his throat and uh, she she starts making fun of the fact that like he kept telling her that it's like oh well we're gonna run away and we're gonna we're gonna get the fuck out of here. We're gonna live our life normally and stuff. And and uh, she was like, the stupid fucker actually, you know, uncuffed me and everything. And I was like, what a fucking bitch. I was like, Torso did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong because it made you think that he came in and he fucking, you know, he delimbed her and everything. But no, he he genuinely just wanted to run away with this girl that looked just like the one that he, you know, that got murdered because of him. And I was like, well, I I, I hate Mutsuki now. 
Okay. And then Mutsuki also became somewhat of a, like, I don't want to say Mary Sue, but a lot of plot armor. Because, like, for the longest time, they're like, oh, well, Mutsuki doesn't have a very high, like, uh, power level. Like, her, her RC cells are super low, and she can't draw out her Kagune. Well, it turns out that was a lie, and she was hiding it, and she was super powerful. And I was like, uh... Yeah, but that does bring out a thing that I that was just really annoying about the Rue Island arc is the fact that like it didn't get over with it, it dragged on forever a, lo- a year even though it was trying to rush everything yeah but here, here's the thing though is that every single time there was a it's basically a really big battle arc there's a bunch of battles going on right a bunch of fucking shonen fights going yeah. on but whenever like somebody was about to die you would a get flashback. their entire backstory in a you flashback you got a flashback every fucking time <laughs> every time somebody was about to die or they already did die and then that persisted even after the root arc too yeah like for the rest of the series every time somebody dies or is about to die you get their entire life story and then they die (laughs) because i figured he was supposed to he was supposed to endear you to them beforehand but he forgot or something yeah so he's like um have this as their head is falling to the ground kind of thing yeah and like some of them were interesting but other ones were kind of like i don't fucking care <laughs> and you don't care about people beforehand so when you get a flashback about a person that's already dead you're like why am i invested in this i don't yeah. care i know how it ends and this person seemed like an asshole anyways yeah it's because like i this found out that this puppy died when he was five doesn't make me you know miss the fact he's gonna be dead now i watched I think... him murder like 50 people yeah I think one of the only appropriate people was finding out Juzo's background. Because, like, uh, Juzo was this uh, character that people kept wondering if it was a boy or a girl. Uh, white hair, and uh, he would, like, he had this habit of, like, stitching, uh, like, uh, string, like, around his, like, body. And, like, uh, oh, through the skin, basically. He liked sewing through the skin to make, like, weird patterns and stuff. He, he came off as, like, a really, like, just, like, an edgy, like, oh, I'm crazy kind of character. And he was a... Yeah, yeah, like that. And he was a dove. And then, like, they're like, oh, dude, he used to, like, fucking kill puppies. And, and like, he, he would kill people and stuff, like, in the orphanage. But they let him go because he was too talented. And, and then you find out in his background that he didn't do any of that. And that there was a dude, um, an investigator, one of the doves, who had blamed it all on Juzo. And so, like, Juzo just got this bad rep. And everybody just kind of, like, started avoiding him and believing he was a fucking psycho because of this dude and so juzo did nothing wrong he was just a good boy and then he just decided to play the role because he was like well fuck it and then uh what's great is you find out the guy that blamed juzo was uh the guy that mind fucked the guy that mind fucked kaneki and so like the one of the biggest reasons why i hate re is because it has these little sprinkles of really interesting shit and then it just shits it it just covers the rest of it with like fucking shit it's just It's just like a waste of so many things. It's uh yeah, but it all starts there, and well, it, it wasn't. It was like annoying at first because I was like, I don't care about these people, or they're already dead, and why am I learning about them? And then whatever, it keeps going, and it just keeps getting worse and worse as time goes on. And I'm just like, well, maybe it'll end, but it and doesn't. It kept going forever. Um, what happens after that? That was the after that, I believe. Was it them? After Rue Island, uh, Kaneki falls back with the Anteku crew. Ah, that's right. He he goes back with them. Oh, and then they have to save um, uh, Skishima. Yeah. Uh, they have to save uh the the, the flamboyant man who wanted to that's eat before, Kaneki. I think that's 
before was that beforehand or was that yeah i don't that the because at the end of that arc is when uh, shark bro dies ah that's right yeah it was in the are you sure it was in that part though it's uh it's at the end of that arc when he dies because mm. uh when that arc's over is pretty much mm. it transitions to Rue island after that that was such a weird like that arc was very uh, i don't want to say inconsequential like the, the only thing that mattered in that entire arc was the ending of that arc which is shark bro dying and kaneki eating the husk of uh of uh etos um kagune because yeah. etos thing was that she was a little girl uh well she looked like a little girl and she her, her transformation was a full body one and it turned into a giant hulking monster and so she fights Kaneki, and then uh, Kaneki just eats the thing after she after he fucks her up, and then she leaves. And then uh, after eating the original owl body thing, he just gets a lot stronger. That's right. And then that's when he has the conversation with uh, little boy Kaneki. And then little boy Kaneki is like, I sure do want to kill myself. Huh. Yeah, there's some... There, like, uh, let's, let, let me be fair with Ree. There's some really good scenes that come out in this, but like, it's it's mostly just a bunch of comedy. Eat up, little mess. nugget. Uh, don't remind me about eat up, little <laughs> nugget. Let me, let, you want to just like skip the Rue Island arc and get to the next train wreck arc, which is the clowns. So okay, wow. so all throughout the series, there have uh, they they hinted at this shadow organization of people who fucked with everybody and pulled the strings behind the scenes, and they were known as the uh, as the clowns, and the clowns laugh last. <laughs> and, and so I'm not even fucking joking about that. That's what they literally. That's why me and Frankie constantly quote that. That's that's they actually like they're having this, they're having this like fucking meeting with one another in the bar. And of course, uh, the tattoo man is one of the members. All the people that basically offered advice to Kaneki in the first series were part of the clowns. And then you find out even more people were clowns. And so they're just, they're having this like you know they're drinking at their little bar and they're like ah yes, but the clowns we laugh last. Yeah, it was it was great. The exact quote is, "Is us the clowns?" Yeah, we'll laugh last. Yeah, because they were talking about like who was gonna win the fight between the doves and the ghouls. To which that person answers that. And uh, so yeah, their their arc entails basically them um, causing mass chaos throughout the city. They um, it, it will it, within basically the last safe ring of the city um and so they cause like mass uproars everywhere and it turns out they have a giant fucking army of uh of ghouls that just follow them and they all wear clown masks and a lot of them wear the black and white you know uh skin suits and they all go doing dumb shit and all of them all the leaders all the main clowns have like ridiculous abilities mainly because again the limit of your kagune is your creativity and so they have like really ridiculous shit that they can do and they're all like absurdly strong to the point where you start wondering like why are they so strong though and why weren't they doing anything beforehand but whatever and to which they explained that they were bored that was their most of their motivations i think one of them had a man crush on another guy who wasn't paying enough attention to him How if dare i remember you. correctly he he was mad that the guy went and decided to be a family man and so Ugh. he his entire reason for joining the group was that he wasn't he wasn't uh fighting with him day after day like he used to when they were teenagers what an asshole i can't believe he and, went and started a family yes uh, but uh, uh yeah and just reading reading through tokyo go one recommend it if you want to go on a wild ride go ahead and read me 
Read re, but hold no expectations. So uh, yeah, the final arc is them just doing a bunch of stupid shit, people dying left and right. Kaneki raising an army um after killing killing uh Arima, which is uh he, he was like the, the god of doves, and he was absurd he, he could kill anybody, and he was the one that was known as the one to defeat uh the owl, which was Eto. And uh, everyone was like, oh, he's fucking Jesus and he'll kill anybody. And so he was the one that was mentoring Kaneki. And th- this all, like, after Kaneki had uh, defected and joined with uh, the the Antikyu again, the coffee club, um, he's like, well, I got to go and free all my, all my bros from, the, uh, from the, 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 the special prison that they're all held in. And so it's it's just a prison break arc, and then it and it, it the the height of it is when he fights Arima in this like flower garden thing, and and I loved it because of how stupid it got, because like Kaneki, th- this already absurdly powerful being, who it because he starts off as the centipede, and at this point I believe he's the phoenix, uh, no, he became um yeah he had become the phoenix if I remember correctly, because this thing kept yeah. changing because his uh, stuff kept like morphing, and so he he fights against Arima and he has the ability to beat him, but he he doesn't want to beat Arima because he regards him as like a dad basically, and so uh, he starts uh, fighting him and Arima's just beating the shit out of him and he's like Kaneki I I really need you to try harder. And then he's like, uh, I can't beat you. He's like, Kaneki, you need to kill me. And he's like, I, I just can't do it, Arima. And so Arima's like, all right, I'll do it myself then. And then he cuts his own heads off. He just kills himself right in front of him. Oh. And so then there, there is Kaneki being the little bitch that he is. Yeah, um, Kaneki a... had a lot of daddy issues and mother issues. Yeah, he has a... He has a lot of these things, but you know, unlike being uh, cool and contained, like in the first uh, series, and the, and the yeah. second one, it just keeps going crazier and crazier. Uh, what I will say about the second series about Re is that, oh boy, I think it's right after the clown arc. I think <laughs> at the apex of the clown arc, where they like after they introduce the the man that I don't love to hate, I just hate him. Yep, Furuta. Meme man, <laughs> Furuta. The man with the insatiable, like insatiable, incredible plot armor that just keeps living because you know he's so crazy. He's not even because he's he's, he's he's the Joker insert basically. What I expected yeah. of Juzo is what Furuta is, and he speaks in emojis. His speech bubbles have emojis in them, Nuni. That's how insufferable uh, he is. Now just... that sounds like a very up hip and relatable character, Mike. I don't know what it's you're talking disgusting. about. <laughs> it feels like it feels like a person from real life invaded a manga. From that's what he feels like. Life. Yes, he is absolutely so, the worst. So there was like a there was a gap in between as far as the manga goes, from what I saw. There was a, like a four year gap in between re being written and uh, to, you know the original. Tokyo Ghoul uh, finishing. Did, um, they, did they just like start making re because they were like, hey, let's uh, take advantage of this show? You know, I don't think animation. it was that big of a gap. Um, I, uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't believe that there was a, that big of a gap between um, the original series and the um, and the second series. But um, I do uh, know that he had it planned. Um, he did have it so. Planned. Yeah, he had it planned, but I don't think he had a concrete idea of it, uh, which would explain a lot of the shit that happened in Re, because I think he was kind of writing it as he went for Re, whereas for Tokyo Ghoul, he always had an idea, more or less, of what he wanted to do with it. Uh Um, For Re, it was like it ended, and then I believe a few months later, they had announced that it was going to continue. Okay, Um, yeah, I read it wrong. 
I read yeah, this. these it, number these simple numbers I read them. <laughs> and so yeah, just maybe a month or two later he had <laughs> announced that he was continuing with it. Um, and then the first chapter starts off with telling you that it was going to be a different tone because like whereas the first series ends in tragedy, he um, they start off by saying that this one will not end in a tragedy. So I like it felt like he was just trying to make it like not so much a super upbeat tone, but one that doesn't end with the main character dying and the city in shambles. Um but yeah, like there there was a not too big of a gap. So people weren't left wondering for that long because like the end of the first series was um it was just a page of Arima uh being delivered his new weapon and he's carrying a black suitcase. And so people had heavily assumed that he turned Kaneki into a uh, a kinke, which are the weapons that uh doves use that are made out of kagunes from uh from ghouls that they killed. And so people had assumed he just turned Kaneki into a weapon um but yeah so there was not too big of a gap um so but uh, like i said i do believe that he probably did not think the uh re series too much over before starting on it i think he kind of just had a rough uh idea of kind of where he wanted to go and then he just rolled with it which i mean did not end too well in my opinion So, Frankie, um, as far yeah, as like 2014, the 2014, yeah, it, it was pretty short. Again, yeah, actually. I remember because I was sitting there like, oh, dude, I, I don't know if I could wait to see what happens after this. And then just oh, a little look, bit I later, they announced it. Yeah. And I was like, nice. But um, she uh, said less nice as time went on. <laughs> yeah, less, less nice. It was it started off OK and then it just got worse. Um. Yeah, so the the final arc it had that whole thing with Arima, and then they're all fighting. Uh, like the 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 clowns had taken over the city essentially. They invaded the uh, the headquarters of the uh, of the ghoul. I mean, of the uh, doves and everything. But they had also gone out of their way to murder Kaneki's army of ghouls as well. And so everybody was getting fucked over. And uh, I believe this was also... Was it after this or was it during this that we got our beautiful 12 pages of sex? Uh, I think it was after he becomes... Okay, can I say it now? Uh, yeah. I was going to say one of the things about the uh, uh, yes. about this. Uh, is when he becomes the Tokyo ghoul. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, yes, Kaneki it's... quite literally became the Tokyo ghoul. Now, how explain to me why, how? So apparently there was there was like this legend basically. So okay, oh, to boy. give a little bit of <laughs> to give a little bit of pretext, there was there's there is there's a always sect, a legend. There, there is this like has race only group. ever been seen. Yes, there is this group of ghouls that lived underground, like solely underground. They spoke like their own like dialect and everything, and most of them were pretty short. Um, and so they they never really explain anything about them other than, yeah, there's a giant group of ghouls living underground and shit. And you're like, but why? And so they kind of explain it one off later um, uh, after all of them were murdered by the clowns, mind you. Um, so basically, there is this legend about the original Tokyo ghoul. <laughs> and uh, he became a dragon, and shit happened. And he was basically what created ghouls. Uh huh. 
Um, it, it was that, that's what the legend was, but there's nothing ever confirmed because they never really expand on how ghouls came about. Um, but anyway, this guy was an insanely powered uh, ghoul. He was also a one-eyed ghoul, just like Kaneki. And um, he Patience, caused yeah. this. He caused this event in which he became a giant dragon, according to the legend, and he spread this seed or I forgot what they worded it as. He spread this thing that caused people to become ghouls and such, and uh, then he died more or less, and uh, that that was the end of it. And so uh, after that, like the a lot of the ghouls, uh, the initial ghouls just went underground because they're like, "Fuck this! I don't want to deal with the up like with with the the upper life." Basically, they're like, "Well, we can't live above ground anymore." And so these ghouls were like normal people at one point, I'm guessing. And so they all went down there, and that was that. And so they find out about it, and then um, Furuta, of course, always being one step ahead of everybody, already knew about the legend. And so he's like, ah, I'm going to turn Kaneki into the Tokyo Ghoul. And so uh, he has this brilliant plan to to get a bunch of clones of Kaneki, uh-huh. and uh, they all beat the fuck out of Kaneki, and then... It was it was so fucking stupid because this is where you think the series ends because it's like Kaneki, he starts off in this fight and he's like, all right, I'm going to beat you, Furuta, and like all these other people. And then like the next scene, literally like the next page, um, it just you go to the next page and Kaneki's on the floor and he's lost all of his limbs. And even he is wondering what the fuck just yeah. happened. He's like, what the when the fuck did this happen? And this is the last time that I ever liked anything in the series because it ends there. And you're like, what the fuck was that? And then the next chapter is, is um, it's a meeting of every version of Kaneki inside of his head. Mm-hmm. And all of them are talking to each other about what went wrong or what the fuck just happened. And so they're all talking about like... Um, about all the mistakes that they've made throughout the series. And so the original Kaneki's like, I just wanted to go on a date with a cute girl and I got fucked over pretty hard. And then and then level-headed, uh, kind of crazy Kaneki is just like, well, I think had we just murdered more people, we would have been fine. And then another one's just constantly repeating to himself uh, that he wants to see Toka again over and over while he's huddled in the fetal position. Yeah, and when, then... when, when he's doing that, it's, it's after like a... Uh... They, they do it before he becomes the, the dragon, basically. Yeah, this is right before. Yeah, and right so, before the fight. So he's having this, like, introspective, like, I you know, conversation with himself where they're talking about what the fuck they did wrong and how they lost the fight. And then they do, like, a, a, a they reverse it and they go do a play-by-play on what happened um, in the fight because they didn't explain anything. And so basically he just got, he got uh, fucked really hard by the clones really quickly without noticing anything. And um, so all of them eventually stop the arguing because they hear the one that's repeating that he wants to see Toka. And they're like, you know, I also want to see Toka. Yeah, we all want to see Toka. They're like, yeah, we do want to see Toka. And then they're like, well, how are we going to get out of this mess? And then the uh, the uh, the white, fully white-haired Kaneki with the chains, around, the edgy Kaneki that everybody loves, is yeah. like, well, we haven't eaten in years. Did you forget that? And they're like, oh, yeah, we haven't eaten anything in years. And so uh, they proceed to start eating all of the clones. He starts uh, mm. eating every one of them around him, and then he gets bigger and bigger, and then he becomes the dragon, which is ah. a giant worm. It's a giant fucking worm. That doesn't sound yeah. like a dragon at all. It it doesn't, but that's the legend. <laughs> that that's the Tokyo it's, cool. it's, it's 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 when it gets name dropped. He's like, 
That was the night the Tokyo Ghoul wrote. So I'm like, oh. Yeah, it was fucking terrible. So I always make that joke. He's like, no, Kaneki, don't. If you do that, you'll become... Oh, no, he's becoming a Tokyo Ghoul. Yep. It's, and um... so he turns into a giant worm, and then some weird flowers come out of him, like spores. And they start planting everywhere. They start landing everywhere all over the city. And, like, they they release, like, a, a cloud of toxins that... um. It, it it fucks with ghouls and it fucks with uh, the cues, the the people that receive the surgery. It starts making their kagunes like all react violently, so they start like losing control of it and they turn into cancer basically. And um, and then some of them, uh, humans and ghouls uh, that are susceptible enough to it, just turn into um, like these weird monster thingies. Um, they're like ghouls, but they're they're just they're like these weird black tar monsters, kind of like from Re Seven, basically. And so, um, eventually, they just start spawning from nothing because you know, fuck, uh, fuck, you know, um, consistency. And so that that becomes the the whole thing. Um, they they, they become the next uh, villain, basically, because oh, and then we find out that Rise is still alive, and Furuta, the the meme lord, was doing everything just to see Rise again. And then you think that Kaneki is going to have a fight against Rise, but they just cut to the next scene because we don't need to see fights. And um, and then, uh, yeah, then you, uh, humanity and ghouls unite together to defeat the, the weird black monster thing menace that starts plaguing the city. And so they form a police force, Nuni. They all join hands together, one one together. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking weird to me that uh the, the whole like final arc of the thing, Kaneki is just inside the dragon thing and just being like, How do we get out of here? And then eventually Toka crawls in there and drags his ass out. Yeah, they just the, they, they yeah. dig into the thing. He did nothing the whole thing. He was just there. He was talking about how he wanted to stop killing people. He's like, you know what? Why don't we just keep going forward like a centipede? And then I'm like, oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I and it, it sucks because it had really good visuals because that's when he's in the pagoda with um Rise. Yeah, and uh, Rise is mocking him. She's like, look at all these innocent people you're murdering. You idiot. Yeah, she's like, like, boy, yeah. you really fucked up, didn't you, Kaneki? And he's like, shut up, Rise, you're not real. And she's like, no, I am. <laughs> uh, I wasn't actually a tulpa, and I was like, oh. But um, I like yeah, Real good fun. art, just just a waste of story. Yeah. And it, it all ends in a shitty, uh, you know, be the big evil to unite uh, everybody around the world kind of thing. Which I feel like, I don't know, I just I just feel like for the way that everything ended, that it really felt like he wanted to make it go longer, but that was all he was given. Yeah. He does get his happy ending. Although I prefer the, the downer ending of the first one. I preferred more of a tragedy, because it's like, I, I don't think Kaneki should have lived. I, I genuinely do not. Or if he lived, everyone else should have died. I, I just feel like, not even for the sake of like being edgy or anything, I just feel like that would have been a more fitting end to like the shit that happened throughout the series. And instead of Kaneki just uh, getting a weird... So, like, that that was another thing. Kaneki, like, uh, his, uh, his whole ghoul thing develops even further um after he gets freed from the uh from the the dragon thing and he becomes even more powerful and so his kagune which before looked like like an actual growth coming out of you or something it turns into armor white metallic armor and so he's just like this armored knight thing at the end of the thing and he's flying around and shooting laser beams and i was like all right i i guess why not 
why not at this point? This sounds amazing. And then, and then, like they do their whole epilogue thing because they didn't have time anymore, I guess. For the rest, they just start wrapping up everybody's thing, and they do it quick. It's just a quick fire, and this happened to this person, and that's where this person is. And then to you know, I, like throughout the series, Frankie knows, and everyone else knows. I, don't I was know. constantly like, "Where the fuck is Shark? When the fuck are they talking about Shark?" And then at the very end of the series, and the very last page at the very corner of the bottom of the page they bring up um just like little it, it's just like a, a small paragraph of other like added things and they're just like oh yeah and then uh, we recovered the remains of shark on rue island we just recently found that i was like are you fucking are you fucking kidding me he died off uh panel I was like, are you fucking... So why? Why did they move his body? Why did they do that? So I can only, for the sake of my sanity, believe that that was just a plot point they were going to do. They didn't have time for it, or they just decided to cut it, and they're like, fuck it, just just bury it, and whatever. It doesn't I, matter. I like to believe that he just remembered it like the last second. He's like, oh, fuck, he's still alive out there. Uh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead, and they buried him. <laughs> I was just so mad. So mad when I found that out. Uh, like just reading that, cause like I um I was the one that uh, in our group, I, like I was talking to everybody as I was reading it, and then I got to that page and I fucking lost it. I was like, no, no, fuck you. Some say you can hear the read to this day. Yeah, I was quite irate. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was. I was about to read. Yes, there it was are, fucking there are, disgusting. There are quite a bit things wrong. My uh, least favorite thing was the fact that like. Uh, Characters introduced in Re, if they died, they're pretty much guaranteed to stay dead. But almost everyone, like a lot of people that died in the first run of Tokyo Ghoul, just ended up being alive. After all, yeah. Oh, uh, I for uh, we didn't talk about uh, that one. The the tragic group of people that I feel like was pretty fucked up. So um, at the end of the first series, um, there's a big fight in the city. It's the the doves invading Antikyu, the coffee area like the neighborhood basically because they're like we're gonna go kill the the old man because we think he's the original owl even though it was his daughter but he's like i gotta protect her so they go in and they invade and um two people who were like previously like uh they had both been like gang leaders of a group of different groups of uh ghouls one of them was like the baboons and the others were wolves and so it was this bartender or and well yeah they were both bartenders but they became you know, they were it's like baristas. you know baristas baristas sorry <laughs> uh they were two baristas at the coffee shop and uh, I really liked them especially baboon I was like these are cool people I hope they you know shit doesn't happen to them well it's it's revealed that they were the gang leaders um at, in that fight because they're like well you know we got to protect uh you know the coffee shop and our way of life and we got to thank the old man for helping turn us around from gang violence and stuff and so i was like oh fuck and then they don their original uh their original clothing and they look fucking cool and then it turns out they were still in contact with their gangs and so they got these giant ass groups of ghouls with them and they're all wearing the baboon and the wolf masks and they end up in the fight and then they fucking die um it, it looks like they died anyway uh because like it shows them like uh huddled over each other and they were really fucked up and they're like well i guess this is it and i was like all right i guess that was a good send-off i guess they show up in the second season and you're like oh shit they're still alive or whatever in the in the second series sorry 
and you're like, oh fuck, they're they're still alive and stuff. That's cool. But then no, fuck you, because as it turns out, there is a fucking puppet master dude, like from Naruto kind of style, where he uses corpses and turns them into puppets. Well, um, as it turns out, the the fucker had uh, turned those two into puppets, and he was making them pretend to be humans or be alive, basically, and continue to work at the barista shop. But they were actually puppets the whole time, because it shows him later on, and he's using them to talk and he's mimicking their voices and stuff. My thing was like, how the fuck were they able to maintain? autonomy to the point that nobody could tell that they were fucking dead in puppets and, and i was also just mad that they made a mockery of these two things because it's like oh you remember how they had that nice conversation with kaneki and everything and everything was cool and stuff no they were puppets they were dead hmm. yeah, the whole time it's, they were uh, dead. it's really silly i just wanted some cheap tragedy at the end i guess yeah instead all we got was um uh, body horror, like when they uh, sewed Etho to her dad's corpse, the old man, because that's yeah. what happened to him. That's all we need to find out that she was. Uh, they uh, they basically grafted her onto uh, his, where his head was, and then to make it extra edgy, it created like a giant AOE around itself in the form of crosses. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then so that was there was just a bunch of body horror that they tried to work into the final fights mm -hmm. and everything. His body horror art is fucking great. It's There's... really good. I will say that. It didn't make up for everything, but boy, did it look fucking good. One of my favorites is uh, that one girl whose sister dies, and then she's like, I'm going to keep her alive. And then she just fucking like puts her head onto like the side of her stomach or something, and it's like all gross and shit. Oh. And it's, still, it's like, look, it's still... Like, look, she's still talking. She's still alive. And then the fucking doctor's like, that's just gas. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucked up. But I was like, that looks good, though. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There was just, like... His art is good. It's fucking good. Like, it's just... Really talented. It, he's a very talented person. But goddamn, you you need a better editor or something. And, like, I, you he knows. He's aware that the ending was a shit show. Because in a later interview... Um, he's talking to some dude, uh, to another guy about basically like um, the he's talking to him like uh, just like an as an introspective from the end of the series and stuff. Now that it was over, and uh, he's just like, so how did you feel about making it and like you know this or that? And so the guy starts ramping up the questions like towards the end, and he's just like, so the ending, and then they both start laughing, and he's just like, and so you know, would you have done anything differently? And he's like, because a lot of people regard it as a train wreck. And then Ishida just looks at him and starts laughing. And he's like, yeah, it, it was kind of a train wreck, wasn't it? And so he discusses how he wished he could have ended it um, better or whatever. But, you know, circumstances prevented that. So I don't know if that meant that, like, he didn't have enough time or that the editor was just like, no, you got to do it this way. That's what people like. Because you just never know. Um, what the relationship between the editor and the mangaka typically is because mm -hmm. like some like the editor is like very like you got to do this or other times the editor is just like all right whatever yeah what i like to think is that uh you know it was part of the long con with uh -huh. uh, with ishida where he was like and i'm also a clown so i am also going to uh cause chaos <laughs> by ending this manga improperly because we the clowns will laugh last <laughs> uh the clowns are so fucking stupid. I always knew it was going to be something like boredom, but I, I don't know. I just felt the thing was retarded. And then what was worse was like, you don't even get a satisfying end to them because they all die, but they're all like, whatever. 
None of them care. They're None like, of them whatever. really care when they die either. They're like, eh, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like they, they get killed and they're like, eh, whatever, I guess. I guess I'm dying. The only one that mildly cared was the, the fucking Russian priest dude that murdered Amon's uh, friends and family and then took him in. Yeah. And then he dies, and then you have that slightly heartwarming thing with him and his dad. I was like, that, this is the only only redeemable thing for this final arc. I'm giving you a lot of bits and pieces here, because trying to dive into every single character in the series is ridiculous. There's that so entire many. That entire fight with, um, with the clowns was flashback after fucking flashback constantly, just like in Rue. That's why I said it continues. It just, just so many fucking flashbacks. Just and so like many. I'd also like to think that one of the biggest issues of the series um was that like there was no way he was ever going to like finish things off satisfyingly. And I think the main uh, attributor to that is there's so many characters. He introduces so many fucking characters that end up becoming like centrifugal to the plot. And so it's like he can't just fucking throw them out without murdering them. And when he murders them, he has to give them a background. And so it's just like a constant cycle of like, oh, I got to dedicate a chapter to this and to this and to this. And so it's just I feel like he got it. He uh, got in over his head by introducing too many characters. I feel like if he had um, slowed down and just worked on the ones that he kind of started off with and maybe introduced a few more as things went on that it could have been better, but he was just constantly throwing in new people. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Uh, one of the strengths of the first one is how close knit like the circle is of people. Like you introduce some new people and there's something so mysterious, but like you're pretty much focused on just the initial, like it's Kaneki and the Anteku crew. Yeah. And everybody else is either villains or just side characters. Really? I will say, um, one of my favorite characters that persisted from season one to two and became even better was Naki. Uh, Naki was the um, underling of uh, Jason. He was an illiterate idiot, um, constantly talking about his big brother Jason. And uh, I, 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 I he's dead. Uh, he lived. What are you talking about? But no, Jason. He's oh, always. Yeah, he was really sad that Jason died, and then uh, later on, he's like, I hate you, Kaneki, because you killed my big brother, and then later on, he's like, I guess I should join you, because in a way, it's like my big brother is inside of you, quite literally, because you ate him, (laughs) and so he follows him, (laughs) he follows him for that logic, he's like, I guess you're technically my big brother now. It, it was great though, because like Naki starts off as an illiterate retard, and then like you see him off screen, them like teaching him how to read, and so gradually he learns to <coughs> he learns to read. There is this great after chapter thing that they added. It was like an extra, and he write he wrote a letter to Jason, and he's like, "I am learning to write goods, big brother. I'm writing you this letter to tell you that I am learning now. I'm not so illiterate anymore." And so, like, gradually throughout the series, he, uh, he he gets smarter. And so, because, you know, like I said, the Kagunes are based off of creativity and intelligence, he gets stronger as a result. He never really has big fights or anything, but he did get married to a very cute ghoul. And he has kids. He doesn't and... have big fights, Michael, but he triggers every single death flag. And every time I think, yeah, oh, he's dead, and he just gets back up, I'm like, okay. He somehow always survived, and he has survived through some fucked up trauma. He he's gotten cut in half multiple times throughout the series, and that fucker never dies. He always powers through it. 
Yeah, I think it's just because he was one of the favorites of the mangaka. Yeah, he he was really cool, and the mangaka has a shit ton of um art of him, like just like unrelated art that he would put on his Twitter. He was like one of his most um most done uh, characters. Him and Cycle were, I think, uh, Ishida's favorites. Cycle yeah. was one of the cues. She was very cute. There's an image of her where um, somebody was posting a Pepe meme at uh, at uh, Ishida on Twitter. And he's like, what is this green frog meme? And uh, they explained <laughs> it to him. And so he decided to draw Psycho with the Pepe uh, hoodie. It, it was fucking great. I was like, I, I, I love everything about this fucking image. I think I've shown it to you guys at one point or another. I've seen it a billion times. It's fucking adorable. I love it so much. I always just find it funny when uh, Japanese people try to talk to Americans like on Twitter and stuff because they just like, I don't know, just the way they speak. Ah, uh, yes. The Pepe. Yes. He didn't know what it was. He was just like, what is this frog man? And then they were like, oh, this is Pepe. But um, yeah, like it had some interesting characters, but I feel like it suffered a lot um, because of the overcrowding. There's just so many characters that didn't matter, that didn't need to have any fleshing out. Um, and like just inconsequential characters that were given too much spotlight and they kept like overdoing the roster. And then he kept having to dedicate chapters to people that didn't need any dedication. I didn't need to know about the Chinese brothers and like the whole revenge plot thing that they had for like a couple episodes, a couple chapters rather. It it didn't matter to me. Like they could have just hinted at that off screen and he could have made connections. There was no reason to have flashbacks about them and such. Like it just didn't, a lot of it did not matter. So I feel like he ate away at a lot of his time because of that. But Mike. Yes, Nune. Will there be more Tokyo Ghoul? Um, I don't believe so, no. I believe he is done and trying to work on other projects. Alright. Hopefully Penis Man too. Penis Ooh. Man too, and, and we'll just we'll just go from there. And hopefully Shonen Jump will pick that up real quick before it, you know, becomes popular outside of their pages. <laughs> I don't think Shonen Jump actually had um, uh, Tokyo Ghoul because it was classified as a seinen. So I think this belonged to another... It might have been... An, it, it was another jump, but I don't remember which one it was. Weekly Jump. Was it Weekly? Weekly Young Jump. Ah, okay. Yeah. For the young adults. So, yeah. yeah. Like us. Yeah, like us. The the, the, the boys. The growing boys. The, the growing boys. Yes. Constantly growing. I Never know. not growing. You're you're growing so big. You got your own podcast right here. <laughs> yeah, dude, look at us. We got our own little our own little section here. Yeah, the 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 boys are quickly becoming the men. And yeah, slowly boy. but surely, this uh, will be more and more creepy. What? More and more creepy. Yeah. It'll be introducing you yes. and Juan. The 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 men children. The, the men. The hairy the babies. <laughs> the hairy babies. <laughs> hairy babies. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah um but yeah like I, I don't know i just felt like doing something like this since it's been a while since we've done anything and i'm like well it's halloween why not talk about my uh my show that i loved at one point and then grew to despise somebody that i love hate for the series that i love hate because i never watched past season one of the anime uh i mean it's a show but yeah series that i love hate because i I've, I've consumed all media of it i even played the phone game for a while it's garbage by the way <laughs> It's a but, phone game. but you love it. <laughs> no, I don't, Nini. Wow. I don't. It's a gotcha game, and it's not a. It's like even 
it's low tier even for a gacha game. Everything is loaded through web pages because huh. because fuck having a proper app or anything. And I just could not stand it. And I'm like, this is can't do it. I'm sure it's. I'm pretty sure it is popular in Japan though, because they made a big deal about it when it got released. And uh, it got released uh, like a couple years before it came to America. So I am assuming that it has done well enough in Japan. However, Japan loves phone games, so there's yeah. that. You always got to take that shit with a grain of salt, because I'll take anything. I don't know. I think you should get the whole shaker, the not whole just a shaker. grain. Yeah, not just a grain. Just. A- <laughs> Japan and their chronic shit taste. <laughs> Don't tell Jesus. them. I want them to be Please cool, Mike. Them. Yeah, I mean, be cool. They they <laughs> they know what they consume, Nuni. They you're, know. You're they... right. I, I've seen the Netflix documentary. I've seen how cool and edgy they can actually be. Yeah. Okay, now you show season two never. <laughs> never, dude. It's so sad because I love that show. I was like, why is this so good? Why did this think, turn from what I, I thought think, was going to be a fucking battle shown into a whodunit? I think that, that that's probably the phrase you guys can put on my tombstone. It's <laughs> like, Roku no Yusha season two now. Died yeah. waiting for season two. I mean, the the uh, author also stopped releasing uh, stopped releasing volumes. Yeah. Of the, uh, um, the light attributed, novels. Supposedly attributed to the poor sales of the anime. Supposedly. But, but again... Take it with a grain of salt. But from like the, the reason people get that is because apparently he was quite distraught over the sales and he made it known on his Twitter or whatever. And it was like, fuck was you, pretty... fucking Japanese. I give you skimply clad dress girls yeah. and a good plot. And you give me nothing? Uh, not so much that. It's just he was sad. I feel like he probably thought he failed everybody. No. I know he didn't fail anybody. It was Japan that I... failed him. Yeah, he he did. I I like the series. I was like, damn, dude, I'm really digging this. This is fucking great. It made me want to read the stupid books. It did, yeah, and then and then it ended. Getting blue balls, basically. Yeah, yeah, because it'll never finish. Who was the real Roka no Yusha? At the end, when they were like, "We really were Roka no Yusha," which is kind of stupid, saying that as a joke because they really are the Braves of the Six Flowers. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is a, I, I just felt this was fitting. Um, I wouldn't mind doing more episodes where it's just, you know, where it's not all of us or it's just like a couple of us discussing just, uh, cer- like certain shows that we've had in our backgrounds and such. Yeah. Or just like random little, I mean, you already do the filler episodes, but I don't mind coming on for specific things or anything. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, like, like I haven't watched, I haven't watched yes. anything but, but wrestling in uh, a month and a half probably. <laughs> And wrestling just because it's building. yeah, wrestling just because I could have it on my phone and not pay attention to it. Yeah, anime. With anime. I have gotta, to watch. You gotta be looking at the subtitles. I need to. I can't just. Uh, I tried watching the dub of uh, Count of Monte Cristo, and I mean, no. I'm not gonna watch the dub of uh, <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo. Is all I'll say. I've never seen the dub, so I don't. I don't know. Hey, I don't. I'm not gonna say you should. <laughs> I probably but, shouldn't. Uh. Yeah, I was. I was also wanting to get on to be like, hey, uh, you know how we haven't been uh, doing a podcast for like a month. Well, mm. it's not over. Uh, I know I haven't said anything on any type of social media, but you know, it's not over. We're still not here. Over. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, just... I mean, what you can do is whenever you upload this, you can um, just kind of explain, like, hey, nah. it's been happening. Like, I had been meaning to try to do something earlier, but I wasn't really sure what to do. I was like, maybe I should wait a little bit for Noonie. But then I asked Frankie here to start watching oh. the kind of Monte Cristo. Oh. Uh, so, you mean, I don't uh, know. Fra hmm? Frankie, the uh, unrestrained misanthrope merch bear. Yes, yep. the merch bear. The merch bear. The I, have the hoodie. I have to wear the fucking onesie for every time, for every yeah. show now. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I asked Frankie to uh, give the show a watch. So I don't know if you still want to finish it, Frankie. You can come on and do the thing with us. Yeah. Okay. I have it downloaded. Yeah. I probably should speed up watching it. Yeah. But I've been doing can... my fucking spook streams. It's over yeah. tomorrow, though. Yeah, it's tomorrow's the last last day. Yeah. Tomorrow's the last day for my spook streams. After that, it's uh, literally the only things I'm streaming after that movie wise are uh, the rest of the Indiana Jones series because uh, we. I have to fucking finish it and then uh we started on a on a whim and now we have to watch all of it and then uh brian wanted me to fucking stream all of lord of the rings i'm like okay here we go but why oh, god but why it's about that time of year i don't know that, that doesn't that time sound of the year? yeah that doesn't it's like sound... a movie i watch every like november roughly Jesus. yeah and brian was like i want to watch it again i'm like oh i'm down for it I'll watch fucking one, two, and then, you know, half of three, and then the next half, the next. <laughs> it's just too much for me. It's a really long movie. Especially because they're getting director's cuts of all of them. Oh, mm. God. Isn't the director's cut of part three, like, fucking five hours long or something? I'll just do it on, like, a weekend or something. <laughs> <laughs> and this Sunday... Make sure you have no fucking plans for seven hours because we're watching Return we're of the King. We're watching Return of the King. I hope you're ready to see a burning tree for like fucking two hours. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. They go back to that scene with the burning tree so many fucking times. But um, yeah, like uh, hopefully we'll get that Count of Monte Cristo thing possibly next week if you guys can do it. I can do it. Uh, yeah. The house is mostly built. Nice. I mean, and it's it's built uh, from everything that we can do. Uh, we got some most of the plumbing done, and uh, we'll see. We'll All right, cool. see. I should Frankie be. can join in, and then we can uh, start working on um, maybe things to fill the to make up for the the gaps that we put in there. Yeah. I've already found a movie that I kind of want to watch with you guys at some point. Uh, I showed Juan a clip of it. It'll be a good one. I can finally start. Uh, just forcing down everybody's throats the uh, obscure shitty cartoons that I watch or yeah, sure, that I had that. watched. As long as it's Is not it finally time for Kappa Mikey. Uh, I mean, I'm down for Kappa Mikey whenever you want to watch it. I, I'm always down for Kappa Mikey. We got a fish for the I'm, pilot. Though. I'm just, I'm just afraid that, uh, you know, I'm going to not like it. Um, I have seen it as early as like three years ago, I believe. Uh, when Mike was, was a me, was a wee hairless baby. Yeah, um, I mean, my 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 mindset and and lifestyle has drastically changed, you know, in the past like five years. So. Yes, I mean, but... like I I was actually initially going to bring up the fact that it's like, well, Mike, how did you how did you get introduced to Tokyo Ghoul? Well, you see, I was laying in bed, I was fairly depressed as I usually was back then, and I was going through that phase, and then be like, Mike, why is every story of you watching these older animes you, you were, were depressed? depressed? Well, I was depressed. <laughs> when were you not depressed? Uh, about when two I was... years ago. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> when I was watching these shows. <laughs> <laughs> 
as as early as two years ago, I have gotten over that and replaced it with something possibly more unhealthy, but we'll see. Yeah. But um, you got your whole life to figure it out, Mike, to figure out your all happiness. All I'm saying is before the year is over, you need to get to San Mario Flamenco before I die. All right. Yeah. And it well, is on kinda, that list. I, I wanted to start like powering through a few shows like um on my Friday uh, things. As soon as we're done with uh, catching up on um, Psychopaths, I want to start putting um, fuck. What's it called? Um, techno uh, techno lies. Ready to watch? Finally, good. Yeah, because that is a that is it. All I know is I'm also waiting for the podcast that has like 15 people scheduled on it because oh, uh, yeah. fucking gets when I got to. I think I said I was gonna tap out on that one because there's too many people on that one. No, there's not. We need more people. You keep saying that, and I'm like, that's gonna be a bad idea. We're it, no, it's it's the worst other. idea I know, but we it's need it. Awful. Idea. Make it a no. fucking round table, Michael. <laughs> it works if you just like it'll, first off, it'll have be it on yet. It'll it'll be even better in person. Like you have to like if you do it in person, great. If you can't do it in person, you have to have it on video, and you have to have like a speaking stick. <laughs> not even I'm not even joking. Well, we gotta raise our hand and be like, I'm speaking now. Shut up. This I'm... is my time. I love Katana Katari because she said Cheerio, and I thought to myself, <laughs> if only I could find a girl who said Cheerio, then my life would be complete. I yep. feel like Frankie has been hogging the talking stick, and I feel like we need to we need two talking sticks to properly have a conversation. Oh God! And I am changing Fine. the rules as we have in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> I say we revoke yeah, his just... privileges. He's only talked about the girl for the past three hours. It's just gonna devolve into everyone talking all at once again. Anyway, I want to talk about whole oh, the fucking Phoenix man. He was and my that... favorite. <laughs> and then after we do uh, the Count of Monte Cristo, I could finally pay that uh, that VN that I've been wanting to play for years that I only recently got through legal means. You mean nice. Miro Kusuri? No, Phantom. Remember the Phantom? Oh. Oh shit! I watched that on recommendation from my friend. Fred. Did you watch it until the very end? Uh, I didn't. I don't know. I got to as far as it was in high school. I don't know if everything came out during then. Okay. I don't know if there was more. Okay. Uh, all I gotta say is I asked Gabriel for an anime that would make me angry. I watched it and I got angry, and uh, mm. he, it get it it did its job, not in the way that I wanted. I wanted a different kind of angry, but boy, I did get angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go rewatch it pretty soon. You it's should about do that it. time after I watch Grenadier and get uh, start laughing at the fucking at the anime. All right. Well, Michael, right, you, well, you tell we'll you tell these this. people you tell these people bye bye and that you love them, and uh, all right, guys, yeah. uh, thank you for watching. Or, or sorry, thank you for listening, <laughs> watching maybe in the future. Um, to uh, you know, our, I'm what Frankie. He's over here looking to the future, and we're gonna live stream the podcast. Yeah, wow. dude, I, I, I'm, I'm, and we, I'm looking into the future of our gorilla podcast. And it, it, we did live stream the podcast those two times, or three, three episodes, and those fillers. And then yeah. you know, I moved out and made this house. <laughs> I mean, maybe we can do it again. But um, yes, thank you for uh, thank you for giving us a listen today, and um, 
you know, at, at some point or another, one of us will have to take over for Noonie. So, you know, uh, don't, don't be alarmed if uh, it's someone else doing the introduction at some point or another. Yeah. There. Noonie will always be here to guide us. Yeah. I got to gotta give these guys some program. We have to do something, Noonie says. Yeah. We got to do something. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you guys off the podcast. Yes. Right. And you will. you can find us at... MVT podcasts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MBT podcast on the Twitter tatters. We are at magical broadcast on Instagram. We are also at magical broadcast. You could go to MBT.moe to check out our website. Uh, find us on your favorite podcasting platforms. We should be on everything or everywhere. Yeah. Preferably Spotify. Yeah. Prefer my personal that's preference. Mike's yeah. personal preference. I my personal preference. I use Podcast Addict. You, you you can do whatever the fuck you want. You could illegally download it. Just tell a friend. It doesn't really matter. Uh, as long as you get the word. As long out as you get there, the word out there. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I don't, don't give a shit. Yeah, and just tell me you love me. That's all I need. That's all Nudie needs. Yeah. We'll see you guys. Uh, I guess in two weeks. You, you yeah. said you wanted to record two weeks, week. maybe less, but yes, we yeah. can. Uh, but yeah, we will see you soon. Alright, bye bye. Just little time, so much to say. Ideas flowing out the brain, refuse to keep it all inside my voice and words to get in the mind. Opinions heard, opinions said. Enjoy your arguing, your head. Listen between the summer heads, to get the good and all the bad.